You're listening to Shooting Hoops with your hosts, Dia Miller and Adam Drexler. Welcome back to Shooting Hoops, a podcast about basketball and the Portland Trailblazers. I'm Dia Miller. I'm here with my co-host, Adam Drexler. This is episode five. We are five episodes deep. You can now find us on Apple Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and on YouTube. Um, YouTube, you get a little extra. You get the video. You get to see what we're talking about. We like to throw some tweets up there. You might see Adam dancing. Um, you don't get that on podcasts, but we're glad to have you either place. We would love for you to subscribe either on YouTube, on podcasts, wherever you're listening. Subscribe, like, comment, rate, do all that stuff. That's how we grow and keep this podcast going. So we appreciate all of you who have done that. And and thanks for being here. Adam, how are you? I'm good. Um, you know, Thanksgiving's past. Everyone's Thanksgiving. stuffed. Everyone's had their their fill and uh <laughs> yeah. it's been a it's been a, a fun week seeing everybody and family and basketball's been keeping me sane. Yeah, we've got uh we've got quite a few Blazer games that we have had since we last talked we are recording this immediately after the clippers game on tuesday night so as we kind of talk about stuff keep that in mind if you're if you're listening to this so we are currently as of before the game we were currently sixth in the west i have not looked it up since the game was over the west is so close right now that really one loss or one win can throw you up or down so quickly so i'm a little afraid to look at where we are yeah, this one's a little tough because personally, uh, we're in a weird place that, that I'm, I'm uncomfortable. It's new territory for us Portland fans and the NBA. Uh, the Sacramento Kings now sit at sixth place in the Western what? Conference, and the Blazers right behind them at seventh. Okay, so we didn't drop which that. Which is far. probably the weirdest thing that's ever happened. Listen, Sacramento is doing something. I, I am all for this. Let's let's do this. Let's have these small market teams just take over the league and have a year where the Lakers and and the you know, well, I'm thinking Lakers because yeah. that's what I was looking at today. But let's have a year where all the small market teams win. How cool would that yeah, be? It's even weirder. The Warriors sit at ten. If this was upside down, it, it would yeah. make sense. <laughs> yeah. Well, we talked about <laughs> but yeah, it. Yeah, I guess that's where year. we're headed. We talked yeah, about so it. Sacramento week. Kings, a solid playoff contender. Uh, they just need that didn't even league. sound right coming out of my mouth. <laughs> see, you gotta be watching on YouTube because you can see Adam's face right now. <laughs> listen, listen, we talked about this last week. The the teams started it's just kind of a crazy you know, I, I assumed that the Suns were going to struggle with all the offseason stuff that happened. The Golden State Warriors have had some issues amongst their team. I mean, the whole thing with Draymond Green and Jordan Poole, like there's obviously some tension there. And and when that kind of stuff is happening, it impacts the team. If, if the locker room isn't happy, um, the team is going to feel that. And so some of these teams are coming out and they are dealing with internal stuff that I think is – causing problems on the court. We are not one of those teams, even though we aren't winning them all. We seem to be a happy, harmonious family. 
Yeah, it looks like they're having fun out there. You can tell. Um, it's very hard to fake being happy for somebody when they hit a game winner or something like that. So whenever you see the Blazers celebrating after a win or you know after somebody makes a shot, that shows the genuine concern and a genuine happiness that the team yeah. is prospering. And we're seeing that a lot. We're seeing a lot of game winners, although yeah. not tonight, unfortunately. But not we're seeing tonight. a lot of game winners. <laughs> we're seeing a lot of celebration. Yeah. Up, If you are watching on YouTube, you can see in front of you the last four games, not including the Clippers game. It's not up here. Um, but we played the Bucks. We lost that game 111 to 119. Then we played the Cavs and lost that game 96 to 114. That's another one that was that is a surprising team right mm. now is the Cavs. They're they're doing really yeah. well too. And then we came out and we beat the Knicks 132 to 129. The that game was quite a game, and we're gonna talk about that more, mm. especially Anthony Simons and Jeremy Grant. But wow, that was a game. And then the Nets, we played uh, 97 to 111. We lost that one as well. And then obviously the Clippers game tonight. So that puts us at 11 and 10. So we are still more than half. We've still won more than half our games. Um, but it's definitely not as good as I was hoping. Yeah. I mean, this is a game like the Clippers game was one that we would hope we would win. Um especially without the, their stars, Paul, Paul George and Kawhi Leonard. Uh, but Norman Powell, former Blazer, I might add, uh, was their leading scorer, really came out and, and just played very solid like we know he can. Yeah. And in 24 minutes off the bench, um, he was their leading scorer. So it always hurts when you get beat by someone that used to be on your team. Yeah. Um, so, did you see the? But it was a close did, game. Did you see the interview at the end where he was saying how much he loves Portland and that his house is for sale? <laughs> yeah, house is still for sale. <laughs> Just plug that yeah. real quick. Plug that real quick. So, real quick, let's throw a couple of these up here. This comes from Eric Jutila. Jutila, I'm afraid I'm going to say that wrong. Um, who says good teams have bad have bad stretches sometimes even when they're healthy Portland has been pretty injured they've lost to some good teams they have not lost to very many bad teams now is not a logical time to panic but people are um yeah I think that this is actually a solid point you know we we have not been that bad um it's there's definitely, yeah, definitely not time to not. panic right now. And that's in that's in response to, or I think actually this is in response to that. I've said multiple times. This comes from Evan EMPDX. I have said multiple times that I don't care about the record. I just want to see competitive basketball, a fun playing style, and clear direction. Feel like we're getting that for the most part. I'm most excited about seeing how GP2 fits into all of this. I love everything about this. Yeah, um, I second that, except for. Um... Yeah, I care about the record, but uh, <laughs> but um, at the same time, it is it is good basketball. And like the last tweet said, yeah, we're we're without Dame, so that's the fact that we're expecting wins without Damian Lillard on the yeah. you know playing is is oh 
actually good place to be in, I'd say. Yeah. Because yeah. we have scores like Jeremy Grant has been on fire the past few games. Yeah. On fire. And yep. and, and is, is right there with yep. him. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I I agree with this too for the most part. I think really, you know, I've said before, we just have to get to the playoffs and then it all starts over again. Uh so I'm with you. I care about the record for sure. I want to see wins. It's a lot more fun to watch your team win than lose, even if it's a good game. And obviously you have a little bit of an advantage if you're a higher seed going into the playoffs. That being said, we are seeing good basketball. We're seeing good things from this team. We're seeing good, good ball movement. We're seeing, you know, good shot selection. Mostly we're seeing good defense better than we've seen in a while. We're seeing good teamwork. We're seeing good stuff, and and I think that's really encouraging uh, after watching this team struggle with that over the last few years. I think that's really encouraging. So I definitely think that there's truth to that. Mm, definitely. Um, yeah, like for once, I keep saying this, but we were expected to be a lottery team, and yeah. we are not. So I think – at this point, I'm, I'm, I don't want to say that it's a bonus, but it is. It's a pleasant surprise. But now that we've we've set that bar, uh, I do want to see them stay at that at that level. Yeah, for sure. So we got off to, every loss kind of hurts. We got off to such a strong start that that was like we all got so excited, and I, for one, was like, "We're going undefeated." <laughs> like we thought this was going to be. Uh, a little different start, but I like this tweet from Sheriff of PDX. He says, by the end of December, the Blazers will have played 20 of 34 games on the road and 16 of them came on road trips of six and four, where they went five and five on 10 games in 16 nights and six for them to be above 500 through 20 with the second six game trip yet to come is big in a very tight West. So essentially to break this down for those of you who aren't looking at it on the screen, cause that's a lot of words um, at the end of this month, we will have played 20 of our 34 road games. So we will only have 14 road games left uh, if this is accurate. Um, and a lot of those trips are, are long back. We've had a six game road trip and a four game road trip. Um, and we, I believe we saw one more six game road trip. Um, but the fact that we're doing as well as we are with the team, with the lineup that we had, as far as games goes, we had a tough schedule coming out the gate and then a lot of travel and the Portland trailblazers have to travel farther than any other team. Um, and, and we travel a lot. So this is good. This is good news. It was, we got off to a better start than anyone anticipated. And I think because we got off to that start, we have higher expectations than we maybe should have, um, even still to do well. So we being at 11 and 10 right now is not a bad thing. Okay. Yeah, and then when Dame gets back, all, you know, all cards are off the table. So yeah. I'm excited for it. Yeah, yeah, for sure. We have to remember that Dame's out, and so is Gary Payton Jr. We that was in one of those tweets that I went that I read 
that, you know, we still like if you think about Gary Payton Jr. and and the kind of defense he plays and the kind of basketball he plays, he's going to be huge for this team once he gets healthy and gets to playing. I think he's going to make a big difference. I think we're going to see a lot of really good stuff from him. Okay, so moving on to the Knicks game. The Knicks game. Um, we don't always break down every game, but that Knicks game, we just need to talk about this one quick thing. Anthony Simons and Jeremy Grant put up 82 points. 82 points. Ant had 38 and Jeremy Grant had 44. That's insane that is an insane amount of points for two people in one game yeah for for guys who are supposed to be the second and third option um being able to switch roles into being you know the two primary scorers is yeah. great for us I, I think any team that has guys that can just go off and, and be your leading scorer any night is has an as a leg up on the competition as opposed to other teams who rely on one or two people to do everything. Um, and then that's not even including like guys like Nurk who can take over a game or, you know, Josh Hart who can lock you down defensively yeah. and then, you know, be a great two way player. Um, but Jeremy Grant, I, I just have to talk about how incredible he's been this season and how I guess underrated. Yeah. That the league has kind of, you know, the way the league looks at him, he's, an efficient scorer. He's not just yeah. putting up numbers and, you know, putting up 40 shots a game. He's he's shooting just under 50% for the season. He's like 47-something, 47% um, for the season in, in his field goal percentage. And lately from the three, he's been the Blazers, one of the Blazers' best three-point shooter. So yeah. I think – He's he's a phenomenal player, and then Ant right there with him, able to score in bunches. So I, I like the Blazers' odds for winning these these games. Yeah, even without Dame. Yeah, they, that's been one of the things that's been so we've talked. I think we've talked about this probably every episode that we've had is how versatile they are and how much they can throw guys into spots that they don't normally play or rotations that they're not normally in and have them step up and, and play those spots. It's been so important for them to be able to do that. Having guys that can come out and score 30, 40 points a game when Dame's not there. That's huge. That is huge. And, and, you know, I mean, I, it's interesting to watch people have conversations about these people that score 40 points a game because you, the, for every point they're scoring, that's taking essentially this is a weird way to explain it, but that's taking a point away from someone else. So it's not like, I mean, you only have so many possessions. So the good thing here is that they're making their baskets, like they're making the points. Um, they're making those possessions count. So even though, you know, you could have Dame come out and also score, he's not going to score 40 in addition to all this because you only have so many possessions, but having guys who can step in and do that as well is huge. That's huge. Yeah, it it really it makes it so that okay, yeah, in a regular game, you know, there's only so many shots to go around, and, and ideally, you want your star player, which would be Dame, to take the most shots. 
but it also makes it to where you can't double team Damian Lillard. You have to respect right. the other players on the court. So if you have guys like Jeremy Grant and and Ant who are just as capable of scoring, yeah. then you have to respect them and you can't sag off of them. It, um, you see the Warriors do it with Clay Thompson. It's like as, as much yeah. of a threat as Steph is, if they choose to double or triple team Steph, Clay is yeah. going off for 40. Yeah. So the Blazers yeah. have options and options are good. It makes them a lot more dangerous because they're not as predictable. You can't just say, well, mm-hmm. put, put two guys on Dame because then whoever's not being guarded mm-hmm. is going to do something. This team is not you don't have guys that are shying away from that. Um, and so, yeah, it, it makes them a lot more dangerous when they can't just double team the the star because other, other guys will step up. It's a beautiful, beautiful thing, really. <laughs> okay. Yeah, so it's fun basketball. The, the way they play is really fun to watch. So I think yeah. if I was a fan and, and, and I just had to pick an NBA team to be, a fan of like the Blazers would be a good option. They're fun yeah. to watch rain or shine. So I, I love to see it. I used to joke that, you know, I would say everything was fun to watch. <laughs> Every player's fun to watch. It's just so fun to watch. That phrase came out of my mouth so much, but we are living in a season that really truly is fun to watch. Even the losses are fun because I mean, no one likes to lose. But up until we lose, it's fun because they're playing good basketball and we're seeing good things. And so it's not like you're getting blown out or you're watching a team and you're just thinking, oh, what are you doing for the whole game? They're really playing competitive, good basketball. And so it is fun to watch. And and it's it's you hope right up to the end that they're going to win. It's not this mm-hmm. thing where you're just expecting them to lose. Yeah. Yeah, for okay. me, I'm actually, I'm expecting them to win. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Somewhere along the line, something flipped, and I am too. Like, when they lose, I'm a little bit surprised. I don't love it. I don't love it. Yeah. So my question is, Anthony Simons and Jeremy Grant, are they all-stars? Do you think that they're all-stars? Hmm. I think they should be in the conversation for being all-stars. Yeah. Yeah. Me personally, I I would put Jeremy Grant as a favorite to to be an all-star just because he's more efficient and he does a little bit more in terms of both ends of the court. You see he's he's a lockdown defender, he's a hustler, he's going to get rebounds and then and and steals and then on the other end he's going to score uh anthony is, is he's a walking bucket right yeah i mean he's just i called him anthony anthony but he he's <laughs> a walking bucket that and that's that to me is like and especially if you're a team that's in the middle of the pack in the west like that deserves an all-star yeah. nod yeah um, i agree there are a lot of guys that, that put up numbers similar to his that people don't really talk about another one is like jalen brown <laughs> for the Boston yeah. Celtics is a guy who yeah. has stats similar to his star teammate, Jason Tatum, but you know, he usually doesn't get the all-star nod. And right. I think Anthony Simons, Anthony, 
You're struggling with that one. <laughs> <laughs> but, but yeah, he's um I think he's right there with it. I, I think if I had to choose between the two, obviously I I pick Jeremy Grant, but yeah, it's not it's not far. It's a close race. And I think I think they should first of all, I think they should both. Yeah, that's what I'm that's but what I'm they, voting. It's Portland. They they can't have too many of us in there, so <laughs> I asked early on in the season, how many all-stars is one team allowed to have? Because we were, we were doing so well. I, you know, I think both of them, I agree. I think both of them deserve consideration. I think that they're playing really good basketball. And I think that as the season develops, we're going to see more of that. And I, I think Anthony is capable of even more. I think his ceiling is so high and I'm really excited to see where he goes. I mean, Jeremy Grant has, has improved so much since his, I mean, with this team. And I think that that goes to show how important fit is that it's not just about your skill set. It's, it's finding a a spot that you fit, that you work well. And I think that this Mm -hmm. team is doing that for him versus you know, where he's been previously. And so watching him come out and just flourish and, and do so well, he is, he's definitely somebody that needs to be in that conversation. But I think Anthony Simon's ceiling is high, like really high. Mm-hmm. And I think, yeah, I, think I think, go. Yeah, yeah, in go. the next, in the next two, three years, we want to be debating if he should make yeah. an all-star game. Yeah. It's going to be, is right. he starting in the all-star right. game? I think right. he has that kind of potential. Yeah, um, I do too. I know, think... he, he delivers on a nightly basis. So for someone yeah. at his age, we forget how young he is. At his mm-hmm. age, able to consistently put up numbers is a huge deal. Yeah. Yeah. I think he's, I think he's going to be even bigger than he is now. And he's starting to really garner some attention. So I, I, it would not surprise me if when the all-star break comes around, we're hearing both of those names up there for consideration. And they think it's absolutely deserved and it's absolutely deserved. Okay. So another thing that's happening right now is uh, this comes from trailblazers PR says the Trailblazers have recalled forward Greg Brown III from the Ontario Clippers, the NBA G League affiliate of the Los Angeles Clippers. In five appearances and one start with Ontario, Brown averaged 12 points and 1.6 blocks in 20.3 minutes per game. So what we're seeing here is Greg Brown is back with the team. Uh, He was back with the team tonight. So he is done with Ontario, at least for now. I selfishly am a little bit disappointed because he was so much fun to photograph. That's if you didn't listen to our last episode, I regularly photograph the uh, Clippers G League team. And so I got to photograph Greg Brown and he's so he's such a dynamic like you see him even live. You see him like I've watched the team live before, but when you see him, like I'm sitting on the court under the basket and I'm watching him like dunk over my head. And he's such a dynamic player like that. He's just dunking over everybody all the time. Like you knew it was going to happen several times a game. Um, And it was really fun to get to watch him and photograph him. So selfishly, I'm sad that he won't be with the team anymore, but I'm glad to see these back up with the Blazers. You know, the G league is such a good resource. I will talk about that till I'm blue in the face. Um, of how much I love the G League and I love, you know, the fact that those teams can can use it for this. You know, he got really good minutes and and was able to get some good practice um, 
playing on on that team versus you know sitting on the bench and not getting in as many minutes. So um happy for Greg Brown that he's back with the team. A little bit sad that he's gone from the team that I was shooting. But yeah. So kind of take me through what it's like being in that environment where it's it's the G League. So there's not as yeah. many seat, you know, people in the stands necessarily. Yeah. So it's a little bit more of an intimate environment and you're, you're just kind of watching people compete to get better. Yeah. There's no fanfare. They're just there to work on their craft. So what yeah. is that like for you and kind of what does that do for your relationship between you, the photographer and them, the player? It's really interesting because there are some G league teams that pack it out. Like there's tons of fans. Um, I think that tends to happen more in places like smaller towns or places where they don't have other things going on or other teams to compete with. We're in Los Angeles and there's so many things going on at any time. We have two, two NBA teams. So, you know, there's a lot of like, there's a lot of competition for where people spend their time. Um, So we, in addition to the two NBA teams, we also have two G League teams and the Clippers play in Ontario, which I know if nobody lives here, they don't know what that means, but it's out from Los Angeles a bit, um, a good bit, like an hour in traffic easily. So it's, they definitely smaller crowds, although it's still a big arena Um, But it's a really cool experience, and I encourage anybody who has a G League team around you to go because you really do get, like you said, a more intimate experience. You get to be closer. Um, For me, I really love it because I shoot these guys and, and, you know, I'm sharing pictures with them and things like that. You kind of get to know them. And, you know, there are guys that I've shot over the last few years that are friends now um, that I'm getting to watch really pursue their dreams. And some of those guys now, you know, especially in the last couple of years have, have spent time playing in the NBA. It was interesting because I was sitting at, at a Buffalo Wild Wings, which is my favorite place to, to watch games. And I was, I love it because there's all the TVs and so you can watch all the games at once. And I watched, I was there watching several games and it hit me that like at any given time I've photographed players that are on almost every team in the NBA. And a lot of that comes from photographing the G League. A lot of these guys that are playing in the G League are guys that you're going to see on NBA teams coming up. Um, But it's really cool for me. You know, I get to sit really close to the bench. I'm on the floor next to the bench. So I'm getting to interact. You know, I was at a game tonight. I was at a South Bay Lakers game tonight. And, you know, the players are coming up to me and like fist bumping me and asking me how my Thanksgiving was and stuff because I'm there regularly so like even though I'm not working with the team officially, I kind of get to know them and it's it's really a cool environment. So I love it. I, I love that side of it. I love getting to see these guys really like push for their dreams and fight for their dreams um, and and see it happen for a lot of them. It's so cool when that happens. So, um, yeah, I, I you know, Portland's one of two teams in the NBA that doesn't have a G League. And I I kind of hope that changes in the future. I don't know. We'll see. Yeah, I hope so too. Yeah. yeah. Um, but definitely go if you're somewhere local that has a G League team, go watch. Go go support the G League team. It's really fun. It's great basketball. Like good, good, good basketball. Like Greg Brown dunks basketball. Like it's good <laughs> basketball. So go watch your your G League teams and and uh it's fun. It's fun for sure. Yeah. 
Okay, so some more stuff that's happening. Um, we've seen a little bit of a shift with Shaden Sharp. He is not playing quite as much. Um, you know, he was starting there with Dame being out. He was starting, but we've shifted and Justice Winslow has kind of taken over a little bit of that. I, I believe he's starting and, and getting more minutes than he was, um, which is not really surprising. I think Chauncey's shaking it up, changing things around. What do you think of this, Adam? What, what do you make of, of uh, this shift? I think it's, it's not really, it's not a red flag for sure. I think every rookie goes through a period where they kind of, they have like, as we've seen with shade and he's on fire and then, right. you know, you kind of come back to earth a little bit and you, it's like a learning yeah. process and it comes in waves. And I think with Shaden at, at first he was getting, getting a lot of minutes and he was showing what he can do with those minutes. And then after that, there are little, little things like experience and just knowing what to do in certain situations that takes a little bit of time to learn and you have to learn it. Everyone has to go through it. So I, I think Shanti's kind of taking his minutes and, and toning them down a little bit. And, you know, when he's out there, he still looks good. And it's not like he got space jammed or anything. He still has his talent. So <laughs> I, I think something like being playing behind Justice Winslow, you can watch and learn from him. He's a Swiss army knife. And Shaden is yeah. one of those guys who I think you know, a few years into his career is kind of developed into a player that can do multiple things on the court, you know, a really good two-way player. And yeah, um, sometimes just watching and learning and, and understanding what winning basketball is or, or, you know, seeing what you can do in less minutes or seeing what you can do with more yeah. minutes is pretty good experience for a rookie. Obviously I'd love to see him out there a little bit more, but, but um, I, I'm not worried about his growth as a, as a rookie. I think he's going to be fine, especially under Chauncey who wants him to succeed. He wouldn't have given him big minutes early on if he didn't want him to succeed. And um, another player who there actually is getting a lot more minutes is, is Watford. Trendon Watford, yep. Yeah, Trendon yeah. Watford is actually he's he's getting some solid minutes, and it might be something of a you know for for all we know it might be a defensive look. Um, Watford is six eight, so he's a big body, can sit out there. He's a threat. Um, you know, he's agile. He's mobile for his height and. I, I think Chauncey's just trying to give different looks to different guys, especially when your playmaking is kind of kind of compromised when you have Dame out, who's, who's yeah. somebody that's, that's also a great playmaker. Uh, when you have guys like Anthony, uh, Anthony. <laughs> really, I'm never going to give his name. Right. He, it's easier for him to change his name than it is for <laughs> We're going to so, get like, you a, an yeah, Anthony yeah. Simons t-shirt that you just have to look at every day till you yeah. get right. <laughs> I, I want to call him Anthony so bad, but it's... That poor guy, yeah, it, he, his last name too, people want to call him Simmons. I feel so bad for him yeah. because he, he has to deal yeah, with all the name mispronunciations. <laughs> it's a lot. It's a lot going on with that name. Just call him <laughs> Ant. Just call yeah, him Ant. Yeah. So Ant and, and Jeremy Grant are they they do a lot of things but one thing that they kind of don't do as well as as 
dame or, or or something that's actually it's not really their role as as to be the primary playmaker. So a lot of times in games we see that that responsibility falling to to Nurk, who's you know the the last game against the the Clippers is is leading in assists, and and Justice Winslow kind of being that other playmaker. Yeah, and I think right now Chauncey realizes that okay we're kind of missing that playmaking ability. We need to get more guys involved, get easy looks. So maybe it's something as simple as okay. I think Shaden will eventually evolve into more of a playmaker, but yeah. um, for now, I think he's just trying to give it different looks and having having Watford come in and being somebody who's six eight can run to the basket, cut in lanes, and knock down an open shot. I think that's that's solid. Yeah, I agree. Well, and I think I think again, this is a result of having so many guys who can do so many things. You know, Shaden Sharp has established that he is very good at what he does, and I don't think there's any danger of losing him. I mean, even even with the fact that, you know, they sent Greg Brown down versus sending Shaden down. Um, and again, there's nothing wrong with that, but you just kind of see the fact that Shaden is an established part of this team as of right now. He's not going anywhere. And so I think, you know, that's not the fact that he's getting fewer minutes is not necessarily a bad thing. It's just a, a result of having a team that's deep, that has a lot of options, that has a lot of players that can do different things. And I think because of that, we're going to see this throughout the season. I think we're going to see it kind of come in waves where these guys, you know, Shaden will get more minutes or Trenton will get more minutes or Justice will get more or whatever. Like we're going to see that kind of go in waves, especially if we have guys out here and there. Um, so this is actually, in my opinion, the fact that Shaden's getting less minutes and Trenton's getting more minutes or Justice is getting more. I, this, this is a positive thing to me because again, it just shows the versatility and the ability to switch it up and do different things. And I think that that is, I think that truly that's one of the biggest strengths that this team has this year versus other teams and versus other years is, is they really have, you know, it, it's, it's, they may not have three superstars, but they have a lot of really, really competent, solid Role play. I even hesitate to call them role players because they're doing more than that. But there's so much talent on this roster that they really can make changes like this, and is and it and you don't feel it. You don't feel it impact the team in a negative way. Yeah, I think a lot of that comes down to coaching too. Is Chauncey is is a guy who's played before, so he understands that players want to play <laughs> there's right. i don't think there's any player in the nba that doesn't want to play right you know right. a bunch of minutes and chauncey's he's one of those guys who he's not going to play mind games with you he's not really there's some coaches who are very cerebral and that they they want to to adapt to them and they might you know your minutes won't change or or, or something like that or they just will refuse some some coaches have refused to play rookies yeah. There, yeah. So there are some coaches like that, and I don't think Chauncey's one of those guys. I think he he wants to get everyone involved, and if you have the hot hand, he's going to keep keep going to you. And I think yeah. for Shaden, it's it's going to be one of those things where I, I expect to see him, you know, get more minutes 
as the season picks up and and yeah continue to develop yeah i think there's a lot of i just i'm really happy with the depth on this team and the talent that we're seeing um and just the ability to make those kinds of changes and adjustments i think that that's a, a great thing um okay so last kind of big thing that we have is uh during the game tonight during the clippers game it was announced that Damian Lillard will be back on December 4th, which is the Pacers game um, in Portland. So his injury time is coming to a close, hopefully not to be repeated. Hopefully he's going to be out of, out of the troubled waters and free and clear for the rest of the season. That's my goal, my hope for him, but he will be back against the Pacers on December 4th. So we're getting there. We're getting there. They play the Lakers tomorrow. Um, he won't be playing in that game, but then, um, I have actually haven't even looked what's beyond that, but Pacers on Sunday, Damian Lillard will be there. I will also be there. Um, I am flying up to Portland for a different shoot that I will share about after it's over, but I can't say anything about it yet. Um, but while I'm there, I'm going to shoot that game with, um, the Blazers and the Pacers, uh, and Damian Lillard. So yay for Dame being back. That's very good news. It's very good news. Yeah. I think anytime you get your star player back, it's, it's a good, a good day. And especially <laughs> with the way that, that Ant and, and Grant have been kind of on fire. Ant and Grant. I like it. <laughs> <laughs> but, with, with the way they've been playing, I think Dame Dame has got to be from a, from a player standpoint. When you see your team and your teammates are are having great games and are stepping up, it makes you so so proud, ready to get back on the court. And, and I think <laughs> yeah. Dame is he's a gamer, so I think he's just salivating to get back on the court yeah. and play yeah, with those players who sure. have elevated their play. Yeah. It's got to be fun to play with guys that are playing well. Like y mm -hmm. it's way more fun to do that than to be the one that has to do everything. Yeah. So definitely. He, yeah, you're probably right. I'm sure he's, he's ready to get back and, and get to playing, man. I, I, I regularly say like, we're so lucky to get to watch Damian Lillard play basketball week after week, after week, after week. He's so much mm -hmm. fun. But I would say that about a lot of the players on this team, to be honest at this point, like, we really are lucky to get to watch these guys suit up in blazer uniforms week after week because they yeah. really are fun to watch. They really are fun to watch. It's a great team. And even even yeah, just in their even just in like their camaraderie with each other, you know, the celebrations on the bench, the 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 post-game interviews where they're all, you know, getting in in on the action. Like it's a team that really seems to enjoy being together. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think when a team is having fun, uh, it just makes it makes it easier to get wins, um, especially when you have great leadership and when when your team has bought into the system, which it looks like everyone has with Chauncey Billups. Um, they've all bought into the fact that okay, um, a lot of these players on our team would probably be starting on other NBA teams, a lot yeah. of other NBA teams. Um, and, and we've seen it with Jeremy Grant was the the star yeah. of a different NBA team, and he comes yeah. to Portland, and now he's kind of got to take a back seat. So 
I think. But he's playing as better a, as a Blazers fan. Yeah, he's playing better. <laughs> yeah. So as a Blazers fan, I'm just you'd be excited because on a nightly basis you are going to be competitive. Yeah, yeah, man, I'm I'm excited to see what this team does. I think I think we're in for. I mean, I know we're only we're only 21 games in to the season, and I think we are in 21. Did I do the math right there? I think 21. Yeah, because we're 10 and 11 or yeah, 11 21, and 10. 21. Yeah, yeah 21. 11, I got I got that elementary school math down. Um, <laughs> we are. I think we're in for a fun season. I think there's there's a lot to come still. Like 61 games. See that math. See that math. Um, <laughs> we, got, we got 61 more games, and I think that in that time we're gonna we're gonna really see some good basketball from this team. Yeah, and hopefully uh, we can get ahead of the Sacramento Kings because I know <laughs> that it's you know, somebody loves the Sacramento Kings, but it's just a weird place to be <laughs> behind Sacramento. Look, it's got to happen at some point for them. I, I'd rather it not happen when we're also doing well, but you know, at some point they, they they've got to win, right? Mm-hmm. Although I'm saying the same thing about us, we haven't won a championship in my lifetime, so <laughs> I'm saying it's time. Yeah. It's time. Mine either. Yeah, so, it's time. Yeah, it's time. It's time. All right, Adam, you have uh, anything my else? My fingers are crossed for it. Um, no, I can't think of anything else. I'm All just right. uh, excited to watch another Blazers game. Yeah, we got we got more coming this week, and then we'll be back again next week. So, yeah, we everyone check us out on Twitter and tune into yep. the podcast. Tell your friends. Tell your friends' friends. I don't know how yep. you'll do that, but you'll find a way. Find a way. Network. <laughs> Yeah, we you know we we try to be active on Twitter. We we like to pull the tweets in. I really love that part of this just because I feel like Twitter is so much a part of my Blazers fandom at this point that it's really fun to kind of bring that interaction to the show. So tweet at us. We'll we'll put you your tweets here on the show. Maybe um, you can find us at Deandra Ann and at Drex Glides Two. Um, make sure again. Make sure you're subscribed to YouTube. Um, make sure you're subscribed to the podcast feeds on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you listen, um, like comment rate, all that stuff that helps us grow. It helps us be able to do what we're doing. So, uh, one day, maybe I won't ask you to do that anymore, but that day is not today. (laughs) So thank you so much for listening to shooting hoops. We will be back next week with another.